Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 16. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we'll be talking about the 2002 movie, Queen of the Damned. Starring Aaliyah, R&B singer who uh, was actually dead by the time this movie came out. Yeah, she died six months before it was released. Which is wild. Yes. It's a very interesting twist of this movie. It's very strange. So we talked about this end of last episode. Aaliyah only made two movies in her life, Romeo Must Die and this. She's barely in this. Yeah, it is weird. I feel like the the way that Netflix at least is promoting it, it looks like she's a, like the main character. But I actually wrote in my notes at like 30, the 30 minute mark, I was like, where is Aaliyah? Yeah. Well, she is the titular queen of the damn. Right. But this they talk about her a little bit, but it's mostly about Lestat. But here's the thing. If one of the biggest R&B stars in the world had just died and was also in your movie, wouldn't you promote the hell out of her? It's very true. Like, that's that's what pe- probably brought people into this movie. What's interesting also is that I don't think that she is behaving like other, like, singers slash celebrities I've seen in horror movies who, like, they kind of are more like themselves, I guess. And I feel like Aaliyah, like... She's a vampire queen. She's a vampire queen. And you, I wouldn't, if I didn't know who Aaliyah was and I didn't know that she was an R&B singer star, I wouldn't, like... Yeah. I wouldn't be like, I bet she's famous. Right. I'd be like, oh, she's just like an actress playing this character, which is interesting. So this movie, let's get a little bit of background. It is, Liz, you are correct. I was wrong. I thought that Lestat was like more part of lore. He's really just an Anne Rice thing. Right. And I didn't know. So Interview with a Vampire is like the big Anne Rice movie adaptation. Mm -hmm. What happened was, I think Warner Brothers bought the rights to the first three Anne Rice vampire books. Um, They made Interview with a Vampire Mm -hmm. with Tom Cruise. And Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt. Um, and little baby Kirsten Dunst. Is she in that? She's the little girl that they turned to have a child together. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise? Because that's a better movie. That's what the movie is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it the is. The movie's not gay. Yes, it is. It's extremely gay. I've never seen it. You clearly need to see it. Obviously. It's very gay. Well, Tom Cruise is Lestat, right? Yes. Lestat? Lestat. 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 <laughs> Lestat. The Lion Court. <laughs> um, but they bought the rights to the first three books. Um, the second one is The Vampire Lestat, and the third one is Queen of the Damned. And after Interview with a Vampire, they're like, we gotta milk this, but nothing's happening. And Anne Rice was actually like pissed about it. It was like, you bought the rights to my book and you aren't making movies? <laughs> and they're about to lose the rights, so they made this, which is an adaptation mostly of The Vampire Lestat, with like a little bit of Queen of the Damned. Well, it's funny, when I was looking into... Uh when I was like researching Lestat, um, this information is in his like Wikipedia page as if Interview the Vampire and this coexist in a way that I didn't expect. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. They're like, they're like Lestat had this, et cetera, et cetera thing going on before. And then in the two thousands, he became a rock star and did all these things. And I was like, what is that really like we're considering this movie part of Lestat's canon yeah, but i this guess is, yeah i mean i don't know i don't think there are a lot of other high profile Anne rice movies i think she's just like an influencer on the vampire, vampire mythos. culture yeah, yeah. yeah vampire culture vampire culture <laughs> um so yeah uh this is not a good movie no it's not a bad movie either it's sort of just like I, a nothing movie i think it's bad it is a lot of nothing it is not actively offensive the way that Dietkism was. No, or, or like Hellraiser. That. Yeah. I just decided to say Hellraiser. <laughs> Hellraiser. Um, Hellraiser. It's not like that kind of bad. It is really boring. It's really it an is. overload of plot. No, I, I... Which I think is a factor of they tried to adapt two books into one movie. 
This is two books? Yeah. It's like the Vampire Lestat and Queen of the Damned, like, shoved oh, together. Oh, that's not good. It's never a good idea. As we learned from the Series of Unfortunate Events movie 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's, it's pretty boring. I did find myself, like, really tuning out, especially towards the end. I yeah. was, I, we'll get into, like, the plot and the way the movie goes, but there were, there are flashbacks, and I found myself more intrigued by the flashbacks than the modern element of really? it. Really? Did you have that? No, no not at right. all. Okay. Well, I thought, the, I thought the, the present was specifically really boring. Let's do a quick plot recap, though. Listener, be aware that we're not going to cover everything, because there's so much. And it's all very boring. And I've forgotten half of it. So, if you want to know what's really going down... Go read the Wikipedia page, because we're going to... I thought you were going to say, go watch it or go read the book, and I was like, probably no. not. <laughs> go read the Wikipedia page. We're going to cover some of it. So basically, Vampire Lestat, uh, he's been sleeping for hundreds of years because life is boring if you don't have anyone to share it with, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't have a friend or a partner. Um, this is all told in voiceover, by the way, yes, from Lestat. Yes, Lestat's voiceover as he's dead in a mausoleum, or sleeping, I guess. And then he wakes up because he hears the sweet sounds of... Rock, rock and music, roll. Rock music coming from his mausoleum. His house, quote unquote, that guess, he used yeah. to live in. There's like these, That he's buried beneath. There's like these punk teens and they're playing goth music. And he's like, this is it. This is what I'm going to wake up for. And I actually wrote that down. I was like, this is what you wake up for? I have a, I have a quotation. In 2002. As I lay there, the world didn't sound like the place I had left. It sounded different. Better. Like, there's no other time in history when he'd be like... The world doesn't sound like the way that it did. Like, not in the 1960s when they were making rock no. music. Like, no. It, that's... No. Let's just say right away that 2002 is not the golden age of any kind of music. Or, you want to argue with me? A little bit. Of music. It's not worth it. It's not rock and roll. No. No, no, no. Especially not the rock they play in this, which, let's get which into is it. garbage. It is, it is like, 90s, 2000s alt-rock, like, uh, in the worst way. Like, now I feel like alt-rock is meaningless. Like, I can refer to, like, 21 Pilots. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But it's, like, it's, like, corn and, like, disturbed. Yes. And, like, no. oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what he decides to wake up for. So he decides, and he tells these teens, he's like, hey, I'm your new lead singer. And they're like, you're a vampire? And he's like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Correct. And so then he comes out to the world as a vampire, and he's the lead singer of a band called Lestat. The Vampire Lestat, isn't it? I think it's just Lestat. I think he's the Vampire Lestat. Oh, and the okay, band okay. is like... Just Lestat? It's like a mononymous thing. Right. Um, but he's like out to the world. He's like, I'm a vampire. I appear ver- via like press conference on like a video feed. Yeah. Because I'm not going to show up because I'm a vampire. And it's like part of the mystique. And I can't tell. I really couldn't tell in this movie if everybody was taking him seriously or if everyone was like, this is a really cool... It's not clear. Like, uh, what's the word? Gimmick. Like, gimmick or like like for the press or whatever. The band doesn't seem thrilled about it. There's a shot where we're getting more into this than... We're getting into the interesting <laughs> aspects of this movie. Like when he's appearing on this giant video board at this press conference. Like, well, if you're a vampire, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, the band's like rolling their eyes because they're like, they're on tour with this guy all the time. And they're like, oh man, now we're just the vampire band. Sometimes they seem happy about it. Like I thought that... Um, remember when they're... That before Lestat shows up on the screen, they ask the band members a couple questions. Yeah. And you can tell they're happy to get some of the attention. And they're, they really express that. They're like, ooh, sex, blood, and rock and roll. That's what we're all about. And I think they enjoy that. They're not just totally phoning it in. But it's very clear that once Lestat shows up, they are like, 
nothing. They're meaningless. So I want to do a, a dramatic reading, um, oh, or no. not so dramatic. I want to read the lyrics <laughs> of the song that plays over the credit sequence. So this whole thing about him waking up and like being like, they're my band now, is pre-credits. Then we mm-hmm. get like a long credit sequence with like, you know, shaky black and white footage, and it's like supposed to be edgy. And then it like goes into the stuff about the press conference. In which time we guess that Lestat has become a big band? They, yeah, they, they're, they're like, I don't know if they put out an album or if they have, like, or if they've just drummed they, a lot of press. They have at like, least one album. Because right. they talk about the new album. Oh, okay. So yeah. this is their, like, this is their second album. Yeah. And they're they're become, big enough. They become famous in this time yeah. period. So the lyrics are, You see I cannot be forsaken, because I'm not the only one. We walk amongst you, feeding, raping. Must we hide from everyone? I'm over it. Why can't we be together, embrace it? Sleeping so long... Taking off the mask, at last I see. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> I hope some day comes No. Um, that's garbage. It's No, I mean, the whole the whole joke, the, not the joke, the whole point of it is that he's calling out to other vampires and he's like, quote unquote, like, exposing vampire secrets yeah, he's trying to songs. goad them. He's trying to goad other vampires into like, coming out. Coming out. And like, raising from their slumber, I guess, is right. part of it. Because he's lonely. Because he's lonely, he's bored. And so a lot of the lyrics, we hear several other songs. That one is just, there's nothing else going on but the credits, so you're forced to sit there and listen it's to it. It's real boring. And his songs are about, like, goading other vampires and, like... Yeah. And then and people ask him about it. They're like, what do you want? What do you want to say to the other vampires? And he's like, come out, come out wherever you are. And that's the whole... That's just, clearly his whole point is just to, like, get all these other vampires out of hiding. So his his element of the plot of this, let's, like, move through this a little quicker, is that he's going to have a big concert in Death Valley. Isn't it, like, their last show? It's something like that. It's either the last show of their tour or it's his last show. Like, it, it's over after this. Yeah, I don't know. They're making a big deal about it. It is It is a big deal. Um, and his plan of that is he's going to, like, raise other vampires. And we come to understand more of that later. Because Lestat is out, a woman named Jessie, who is a member of a secret organization called the Talamasca, mm-hmm. is like, look at this guy. There's a vampire. He's a real vampire. And they're like, we know all right, we know that already. Like... You're just telling us we already know. But their but whole thing is like, don't interfere. The the Talamasca has a code. It is, quote, observe the dark realm, but be not of it. Mm-hmm. And Jesse's like, well, I want to be of it. So yeah. I'm going to go and... Because her aunt was a vampire. <laughs> yes, which we learned also through flashback uh, with her voiceover. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why are there two voiceovers? Oh, this, this movie? movie just goes between voiceovers. It, it suddenly wants us to be like, now Jesse's the main character. And I'm like, she's not... No. She's not. We already discussed that Lestat the, was the main character. The point of view switching is obnoxious. It's really obnoxious. So she's really into finding out more about Lestat. There's something about a bar in London that she's excited about. And the Talamasca's like, no. Don't go there. Don't go there. So she's a mentor in the Talamasca. Who's David. Is that his name? Probably. And he um, gives her a journal. He's He has been looking for marius his whole life that's the, the closest that... we've come to the original vampire yeah marius and he says marius is the one who made lestat so i have this journal and i he has these pictures of marius that have been like painted throughout the ages and he has lestat's journal he has lestat's journal and list and so then we go into flashback of lestat like being made by marius and they shack up together you're like see... really speeding past this because this is like a half hour flashback do you want to go into every no, detail? No, I don't of want it? to. De- I don't want to go into the details. But you're making it sound like an aside. No, it's it's a, it's a long, long, long flashback. It's just Jesse reading Lestat's journal and us seeing like long, long scenes of flashback. Yeah, where Lestat is like tortured because of being a vampire, and, and like he, he learns to play the violin. Yes, and he's really good at it. It's like he he wants to make connections with humans, and Marius is like, you can't make connections with humans because eventually you'll have to eat them because. 
they can never know your secret. And he like, there's, it's, this is explained in a scene where Marius plays the violin with a, just a human. She's like a, yeah. a vagabond kind of, it looks like with her father or something. And they, they're playing music together and they're kind of having a moment. And then his eyes flash vampire style and then they know, and then they have to kill them because yeah. they can't know that they're vampires. And it's very clear that, uh, Lestat doesn't like this. He wants to make connections with people and, Marius is basically like, no, it's you and me now. We have to shut ourselves away in this big castle and live there forever. So then Jesse is like, I gotta... I know everything I need to know about Lestat. I'm gonna go confront him. I'm gonna go to this vampire bar. So she gets all vamped up, does her hair, wears a cape, goes to this vampire bar that is like straight up like vampires in hiding. This Mm -hmm. is where they go to meet each other and hang out. I guess the idea is also that they have like human like partners partners who they not they're not even partners they're like snacks that you just oh, carry around they with call you. them hosts oh yes 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 that's what it is so they're like that's the idea is that this is a vampire burn you can be there with your host but if you're not there with another vampire they're gonna kill, kill you. you or kick you out yeah so it, it becomes very clear right away that like jesse doesn't belong there and she has to kind of run away and then she gets attacked and lestat saves her and they have a moment they have blah, a, they have blah, a blah, no, blah, it's blah. very very rife with sexual tension <laughs> oh we haven't talked about um jesse is marguerite moreau from what hot american summer i was like there's only one thing i know her from and it's what hot american yeah summer. <laughs> the rest of this plot i genuinely do not remember what happens i mean let's let's just like wrap it up and then we can move into the things we want to talk about yeah jesse and lestat are like kind of falling in love or something mm-hmm. she like there's this whole plot point that like lestat gets women brought to him um to kill but but she ends up i almost just called her katie (laughs) jesse ends up being one of them she like she like finagles her way in to being one of the girls that gets brought to Mm -hmm. lestat to eat but then he doesn't eat her they have like a nice moment and i feel like there's something where he's like showing her how amazing it is to be a vampire right yeah he takes her around the city he's like look at how much i can see and i can fly and i can live forever i can fly i can fly exactly And so then there's the concert. Yeah, they have the concert at the valley. He raises. This is when I didn't remember. Akasha, Queen of the Damned. He raises her before this because she has. She goes and murders everyone. She raises herself because of his music. It's very unclear. But so there, it's in it's in another flashback. This movie is a never ending deluge of plot. It's just like (laughs) nonstop. There's another flashback in which he he finds a secret tomb underneath his house with Marius plays his violin and it raises akasha kind of she moves she's a living she's a living statue she moves she's quote-unquote sleeping and then he like drinks her blood blood her stone blood and then marius is like no don't and then he has this line you've drunk the purest blood seen the oldest things right because she's the mother yeah she's the mother of all vampires but she has a husband she has a king partner a king of all vampires Mm -hmm. too he doesn't get raised. He doesn't get raised. Just Akasha. It's not about him. Uh, so Akasha gets raised somehow with music. She goes and kills every vampire in the club. Is she looking for Lestat? I don't know. I don't know either. She, she shows kills, up in Death Valley, she kills so everyone. probably. She, uh, well, yes, because she wants Lestat to be her king. That's the crux of all of this, is that she's looking for Lestat, and she, she was raised for him so that they can be king and queen together and rule over all the mortals. <laughs> can I read one of my notes? Yes. This is after the after Akasha shows up. 
OMG, I'm reading this verbatim. <laughs> OMG, then they have a love scene in a bath of rose petals set to the Deftones. I don't know what's happening anymore. Jesse found her aunt. Lestat and Akasha are talking about some shit about Kingdom of Corpses. I don't know. Yeah. At this point, this is when it starts making it stops making any sense because Lestat up to this point has been like, he likes Akasha. They have a good time, and for whatever reason, her blood, maybe because it's the first and most it's pure. It's the best blood. It's the best, and it, like, bewitches him. We got all the best blood, all the best vampire queens. <laughs> Do a Donald Trump impression on it's every episode. It's gonna be episode. huge. <laughs> uh, so, they're king and queen. It's great. Um, Jesse's found her aunt, who's a vampire, and there's all the other ancients, that's what they're called. Yeah. They've all gathered together to figure out how to, like, It's like a coven of her. ancients, yeah, specifically. to stop Akasha, and... That Akasha and Lestat show up. This is like after um, they've murdered like a ton of people on a beach. And then she's like, look, we're so great at murdering. And Lestat's like, for the first time, I suddenly realized that this might be a bad idea. And then we don't know what he thinks uh, until yeah. he then eventually betrays her. Yeah, and then they defeat Akasha. Yeah. And then... They defeat Akasha because one of the one of the plot vampire, like, like lore, like one of the rules of the of the vampires, I guess, in, in Rice novels is that... Don't ever drink the last drop of blood from a person that you're drinking from because you'll die. Remember that? Yeah. It's like a thing that, it's a thing okay. that goes on. So none of them want to be, I guess, the, la- the last person to drink Akasha's blood because they'll die. they'll die. But at the same time, like, that's the only way she'll die. So isn't her name Marguerite? The no. aunt? What's her, what's oh, her is name? it? It's Margaret or Mar- That'd be Mar- weird. No, it's that. It's Maharet. Oh, it's Maharet. You're right. Um, Maharet drinks the last... Drop of blood. Not a real name, by the way. Not just not. She's a statue. That's the end of the movie. She's a statue, but the whole thing is that she's only sleeping. Now she's the new queen of the damned. And meanwhile, in all of this, at one point, Akasha made I like can't remember their names. Lestat kill Jesse by drinking her blood, but then Lestat goes over and makes her drink his blood, and then she'll be a vampire. Yeah, so she's a vampire now. She's a vampire. They go back to David. They're a sexy vampire couple. They are. They go back to David to be like. Now I'm a vampire, and you can have the journal back, and blah blah blah. Well, the end of the movie is actually a cliffhanger. I like I. It was like the only part of the movie that I thought was kind Which of fun. Which is Marius showing up. Well, he yeah. The the two of them go in there, say their goodbyes. He's like, "What's David's like? What's it like to Jesse?" And she's like, "Do you want to know?" And he's like, "Nope, please do not do that to me." So then they leave, and it's like romantic. And then Marius passes them going in. And as he's walking in, then you see David at his desk with the journal, right? Yeah. And then this really cheerful voice just go, hello, David. And I was like, that's the he's only part of this movie I care he's about. He's not British. Isn't he? No, that's the worst part of this is that oh, Marius no. is American for some reason. Oh, it yeah. makes no goddamn sense. He should be French. He should be French. No, he's American. I think Lestat's voice is British. I can't Which makes no sense because he was made in Louisiana. Was he really made in Louisiana? I'm pretty sure. No, he was made in Italy. I don't know. There's don't so know. much plot. Let's There's move on. There's a lot right. of plot. Yeah, yeah. It's over. We're done. No more plot. That's the plot recap. <laughs> 20 minutes of plot. I think we're good. Oh my God. We're good. That's a nightmare. <laughs> so can I bring up a very important point that I feel like we need to address? You may. I don't know who this movie is for. Because here's the thing. I've never read Anne Rice. I don't know. I've never seen Interview with a Vampire. Then how do you know it's gay? Because I know. I've seen, and I read a plot recap about it, because I read it on Wikipedia, because everyone is obsessed with them. Never read it. I don't know anything about this world, or these people, or these characters. And so I thought, that because I didn't know anything about this world, I did not understand a lot of the movie. Like, I didn't, there was not enough of the Talamasca 
to really right, understand right. who they are. Or what they do, do. Or what they or what they actually do. Like I thought that was very confusing. I thought that all the stuff with the ancients was very confusing. Like I don't know any of their names. I thought I just thought a lot of it was really confusing because I have no idea who these who what this world is. But at the same time, I don't think that it could ever be for people who love Anne Rice or who love Lestat or who love Interview the Empire because one, it's not correct. It's saying that the person yeah. whose name who created him is Marius, but it's Magnus. Well, changing names is not a big deal. It is if it's supposed to live in the same universe as the other as the book. I think it's, it's an adaptation of the book. It's not supposed to live in the same universe. As That's it. why it's confusing. I just, it's I part of the film canon. It's different than like it's like the Marvel having a comic canon in an MCU. No, it's not supposed to live in the same universe as the book at all. Because it it's just an adaptation. It's supposed to live in the same universe as Interview the Vampire. Yes, definitely. I don't think it does. I think that there are like inconsistencies. I think this was trying to be its own movie. Well, probably, but it's bad. That's, that's my point. I don't know who this movie's for. This well, is my entire point. Anne is Rice, there isn't enough, like... Anne Rice has come to disown it. She doesn't like it. <laughs> so it's for no one, basically. Kind of. Um, she was really supportive. She's, like, really changed her tune. From what I've read, she was really into getting this made and was, like, a part of at least some of it. Maybe she was just saying a lot of things so that people would go see it, but she wasn't actually creatively involved. Mm-hmm. But now she's like, no, that movie's gross. It has nothing to do with me. I mean, Fair. Because it is gross and it shouldn't have anything to do with the books or the movies. It's not that bad, though. I think this is this is a typical... You're asking who this is for. This is a mm-hmm. typical, like, summer blockbuster where, like, you get teenagers in to see some sexy vampires um, with a big pop star that they know and a charismatic... I mean, we haven't talked about Stuart Townsend, who plays Lestat. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a good energy. Yeah, he does a good job. He Does he remind you of anyone? I thought he had the energy of, like, a young Johnny Depp. Um, yeah. he's this kind of like I can see that. glower to him and he's like he's magnetic and if he was on a poster I mean people would go see that movie and mm-hmm. they did actually mm-hmm. this was like number one at the box office for like several weeks Oh, oh. Um, again how much of that is the Aaliyah just died and therefore this is like you know oh that's fair but like no this is like the classic like it's a cash grab no question but it's just like it's supposed to be big and sexy and dark and rock stars. Yeah. And go buy the soundtrack on Warner Brothers Records. <laughs> like, yeah, that's very. That's I mean, when I say who it's for, if that's who it's for, it's the it's I understand like, it. <laughs> it's the milk toast like appeal to a broad base and get their money. Yeah, I guess if you're sitting in a movie theater with your friends, it doesn't really matter. That is the other thing. This is like a major studio picture, which is like most of the movies we talk about on this podcast aren't. They're like weird little cult films or they're like, you know, bad versions of things. Like Dimension. That's actually genuinely how this seems because the effects are so bad and it's so poorly made. It's yeah. weird that like it's, it is a big studio picture. You want to talk about the effects for one second because they're horrible. The effects are a nightmare. When they fly, when the vampires fly. Whenever they, like, move in vampire mode. Which is too fa- very fast or very threatening Sometimes or it's not. Sometimes it's literally, like, they're turning. It's also how they drink or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's... they. Whenever they do vampire shit... I don't even know how to describe it. It's, like, blurry. It's like that they... It looks like it's going frame by frame yeah, of yeah. them moving. Well, like, it's like they, they took the footage and they cut out, like, a quarter of the frames. Right, yeah. And it's, so it's, like, it moves, like, it's stop motion. It's like so... Like, one, 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 yeah. So bad. It's really annoying and bad and terrible. And I hated it. It happens over and over again, too, is mm-hmm. the thing. So, yeah, like... constantly. We first see it when he, like, Lestat comes down to drop down on some groupies to eat them, and he just, like, drops down from the ceiling, and it's, like, 
You're falling. Which is so weird. They're they're offering themselves up to him. So he crawls away, crawls onto the ceiling, and then drops down onto them. But up to that point, they're like, yes, Lestat, take us. Like, take us, yes. And he's like, no, I have to do it against your will, dropping down on the ceiling like a scary bat. It's horrible. Like a scary bat. <laughs> yep. Like a scary bat. That's what he was thinking. The other thing I really hated was, um, when did this happen? It's similar to the credit sequence, but it happened like... There were all these weird little montages. There was like the, I think it was probably when someone was like being bitten or someone was being eaten or whatever. There was these weird montages of like black and white Lestat being angry and like people screaming and people dying. Do you remember that? No. It's really weird and jarring and I didn't There's like so it. There's so much of this that I don't remember though. Yeah, no, I wasn't looking at the screen for half of it. The whole concert at Death Valley, I was on my phone. Like I was not <laughs> watching. I could not tell you what happened. I tried. I tried to watch a lot of it. I. I don't know. I think it's it's Deathgasm and this back-to-back that makes it really hard to be like, I don't want to see any more. And again, this just overloads you on plot. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't think it's possible to watch this once and keep all the information that they want you to keep straight. No. So that kind of like, um, that kind of cognitive overload makes you want to tune out because you're like, well, I don't remember the 15 things I was supposed to remember from that flashback. <laughs> so why am I invested in this? I don't no. know. Like, I can't Which is what I said all. of like, you're not, maybe you're not supposed to. This is just supposed to be a movie that you turn on and you're just mindlessly watching the sexy vampires. I guess. I mean. You know, here's the thing. So this is our first vampire movie. And I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet. But you are not typically the biggest vampire I fan. I hate them. <laughs> I was trying to sugarcoat it. I hate it. them. <laughs> vampires are the most boring of all supernatural creatures. Woo! <laughs> um... I mean, I wrote. I wrote. I actually wrote down a pros and cons list. Stop. No. Make your make your case. <laughs> Give me your thesis statement, and then we could like you know get my into this. My thesis statement is um, just. It's going to sound really bad coming out of my mouth. Are you ready? I'm bored of sex in movies, <laughs> and I think that that's all that vampires have to offer is that they're sexy, and I don't care. I mean, I I don't have a lot to argue with that about. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, there's... Twilight doesn't have any sex. Yes, it does. Yeah, in, like, the fifth movie. The third book. What? It's the... I, I don't know which ones were movies. I don't know. I can't keep... Does, doesn't, doesn't she stay a virgin until their wedding night? Yeah. That's oh, it. This was just the fourth book, yeah. You asked if there was sex. There's sex. Yeah, and there's eventually. A, and there's a constant... No. But Twilight Mania did not kick off with sex. It doesn't matter. Because there's a constant talk about sex in Twilight. It's always like, are we going to fuck? No. Isn't it super sex shamey? No. Yes, but that's like, that's Stephanie Meyer's gloss over it. The plot of it is that she's like, when can we bone? And he's like, never. Like, okay. That's the plot of Twilight. Not the plot, but a big part of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, okay. All yeah. vampires are, are sexy. Yes. And I feel like I have yet to see a... Where's that red American blood pumping through your veins? I don't know. I don't need it. I, I, I like lore. And that's the thing. There's some vampire lore that I think is interesting. I think that, like, the discussion of this, of, like, um, when we talked about if you drink the last drop, then you'll die. And yeah. so, you know, there's there's something there that's very interesting. And there's a lot of vampire lore that I, that I do find interesting. I specifically always find interesting the creation of vampires in history and all monsters to reflect what people are frightened of. Mm-hmm. And, like, the religious aspect is very interesting to me. And the sexual aspect of, like, these vampires kind of coming and stealing women isn't... Like, you know, there's... That's very historical. 
Right. And I appreciate that. But I don't like vampires in pop culture because all it is is sex. And I hate the when they drink, it's only sexy. It doesn't ever feel like there's some violence to it, like when he drops down on those girls. But most of the time in this, when they're drinking from each other, it's like, oh, oh yes, the, the drinking of the blood. And it like everyone's just moaning all the time. And I just am so unbelievably bored by it you really need to watch buffy that's true the vampires are very different in buffy yeah i have seen them enough of that to know that yeah and there's i mean there's sexy stuff i mean there's angel and like Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be sexy but the vampires aren't like all about sex yeah i I, i'm i plan on watching buffy i just just like i mean but understand understand that my vampire fatigue yeah contribute to that it's because of true blood you know like and and twilight and the vampires and supernatural have always been unreal boring to me the only interesting thing about vampires and supernatural is that they have the like alpha vampire who's very interesting but like other than that they're just the orderly from while you were sleeping exactly uh so the only but here's i will say the one thing about vampires that i think is good uh vampires are always gay lestat is canonically bisexual there's always this element of, like, homoeroticism with vampires. Like, Lestat's bisexual in the books? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Is that why Interview's gay? I don't know if that's, if it's, like, absolutely canon Interview, but, like, I know that that's supposed to be the idea. Oh. He and, he and uh, Louis, 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 are, like, partners, and they, like, that they're, like, life partners. That's their, like, thing. I just think that that's probably the only thing they have going for them is that there's there's always this sense of like non-gender like distinction or like worrying about like oh i I can't drink from a man because it's gonna be too sexy and i don't want to do that you know what i mean that just sounds like uh contributing to the myth that bisexual people are hypersexualized monsters very fair who just devour everything in sight yeah very true that's horrible I mean, you're just proving my point that there's nothing good about vampires, but... I don't know. I don't, like, love vampires. They're not my quote-unquote thing, but I don't hate them. I'm very I like them, bored by them. I like them more than, like, spider monsters. What spider monsters? I don't know. <laughs> that's just because you hate spiders, though. That's, sure. not, that's not a real monster that we're talking about. I like about. them more than mummies. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're talking about, like, the main, like, vampires, werewolves. Mummies. Mummies are not... Frankenstein monsters. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just You're go... just naming like Halloween No, I'm naming cartoons. Like, I'm naming like universal horror movies, which are like the basis for I just wouldn't all consider a mummy cinema. to be like a species. You know not what I mean? A mummy. The mummy. It's not a species. I think I'm talking about creatures. Like, Vampires, werewolves. Like swamp things. Yeah. No, like <laughs> legitimately, like monsters from the swamp. Just not, yeah. Like chupacabras. I love chupacabras. Why are we whispering? Because I love them. Okay. You don't want them to know. <laughs> don't tell the chupacabras that I love them. I just think vampires are really, really boring. Do you think it contributed to why this movie sucked? Yes. Oh. Because also, like... Because I think this movie... I don't have a hatred of vampires. I also think this movie sucked. I, I don't hate the that Anne Rice wrote about vampires. Like, Anne Rice's books are important to vampire lore and culture or whatever. But I... At this at this point, and maybe this is just like maybe I wouldn't have felt that way in two thousand two. Right. At this point, I have vampire fatigue, and I have everybody does the same thing with vampires, except for Stephanie Meyer. You know, <laughs> who does worse things? Exactly. Here's the thing: you probably you're right. You probably wouldn't have had that fatigue in two thousand two, and I think that we can't punish the movie for that. 
I think we should punish the movie. We're not punishing it. We're not doling out punishment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, what we are should, we doing to this movie? <laughs> we should knock the movie on its merits, on its own merits, which is like it's ineffective. I, do. I absolutely do. I my the the tiniest little criticism is they didn't do anything new with vampires, but it's, it's an adaptation, so I can't really criticize them for that. Can we uh, can we give a quick shout out to Anne Rice, who is seventy five years old, and last year published the twelfth book in the Vampire Chronicles. Prince Lestat and the Realms of Atlantis. Wait. She's living. Does Lestat go under the water to find Atlantis? Prince uh, Lestat and yes. (laughs) Good. Fantastic. Adding it to my book reading list for this year. 75. Yeah, good for her. She actually just bought back the rights to the, the movie rights to all of these. Oh. So, like, in November. New Queen of the Damned coming out. In Actually, probably not. You. <laughs> she probably is holding on to them so that no more movies get made. <laughs> True. What else do you want to talk about with this movie? The big question, which is, uh, why are there not more vampires from other cultures? Other cultures than? Than, like, the kind of white European cultures. I feel like vampires in pop culture are extremely Eurocentric. And Akasha, I got kind of excited because I, I saw her, you know, what and she's wearing and she's, she's Egyptian. Yeah. And I was like... And played by a black actress. And played by a black actress. And I was like, that is really interesting. I hope they go into this in a, in a little, tiniest little way of like what vampire lore means to the Egyptians. They, mm-hmm. they did not do that. They did nothing with they it. They did nothing with it. It was just that she's the first, and so I guess they wanted to pick somewhere that was kind of ancient. Because yeah. it, it wouldn't make sense the first vampire is in France. Like, no. it should be somewhere like... Cradle of civilization. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that was potentially somewhat interesting. They didn't yeah. do anything with it, but it made me wonder about, like, why don't people do more non-white vampires? I think your question is for an anthropologist. Because, like you said earlier, it's about the development of myths. And mm-hmm. it's about, like, why were vampire stories created? Mm-hmm. Um, which I can't answer for you. Right, and it makes me wonder if there's a similar creature. This is a research question. If there's a similar creature in, like, in Egyptian culture that's not called a vampire. Like, is there a blood-sucking monster? Or any other culture. Or any, but that's, that's, I mean, I just meant other, like, Eastern cultures, or, like, is there African. A, an Asian or African kind of vampire that's just not called a vampire and doesn't have the same rules because... I feel like the answer is definitely yes. Right. There has to be. Right. I think the vampires are European. I don't know. There's something about... And I think the reason they appeal... I'm going so many directions here. Um, <laughs> I think the reason that they appeal to American audiences so much... Uh, which is really what you're complaining about, mm-hmm. is something about this old world European thing. French that is like, and British and yeah, Spanish. Like, yeah. Something about that is sexy to people mm-hmm. uh, in America because we don't have that kind of history. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. No, I think you're totally right. And I think that, like that's what would really, you know, wake me up on vampires would be some sort of storytelling about mm-hmm. non- non-european vampires i don't know i really like uh, american legends and stuff like that all the stuff in the the deep south with oh, magic I, yeah, and, yeah yeah um both like voodoo and when you and, like, said that he was made in louisiana i got slightly more interested i don't know if that's actually true but like there's so i think he's raised in louisiana because yeah. he, he's hanging out with american teenagers right i think that that's where he was like put to rest i think you're right mm-hmm. that he's european Anyway, all that stuff down there with, like, what American Horror Story Season 3 should have been about. Yes. You know, is um, Angela Bassett's character more. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, like, the American magic, and especially stuff that ties into, like, 
Native Americans in the West mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of cool horror stuff to do there. Right. And yet, as you we point just out, do frickin this is about European, European vampires, vampires all the time. And yeah. this was 2002, so like, I'll give it to them, but... I also wouldn't feel the same about this movie if I had some other vampire context now. Yeah. But they're still making stuff like this, you know? Are they? I mean, Twilight wasn't that long ago. Sure, but, like, I think that it seems to have subsided a little, right? No, there's... That, no, there's... I mean, uh, The Vampire Diaries is still a show. The Originals is still a show. Is that, there's a spinoff, right? The, the Originals is the spinoff from The Vampire Diaries. I feel like there's something else that just came out. I mean, you know what does it do anything? I, I like Fright Night. But it doesn't do anything different. With the original vampires. or the new one? Both. Well, it's a remake, so. Sure. I'm just thinking about, like, vampire You're right. movies I've seen recently. And sure. I have not seen anything that does anything different with anything. To be fair, you don't watch vampire movies. Because you hate them. What vampire movies have come out that I haven't seen? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I think I absorb a lot of, you know, content with monsters in it. And I just don't feel that vampires have been interesting for... Many, many years. Fair. That's my criticism of this movie and filmmaking in general. And storytelling in general, I guess, too. I've got it here, the list of vampire films on Wikipedia. Oh, boy. There are so goddamn many. (laughs) Oh, Underworld's about vampires, kind of. Oh, yeah. It's about a war between vampires and lichens, werewolves. Um, I like werewolves. Maybe you should watch Underworld. Maybe. There's a new one that just came out. Isn't that where Kate Beckinsale's been for the past 20 years? A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Boom. Oh, Boom. that's a good one. You're right. And the um, one of the good vampire movies are the Let the Right One In and Let Me In. Or, but they're also not doing anything really different, are they? No, they're also like European. Do you like Only Lovers Left Alive? I don't know it. It's a Jim Jarmusch movie starring Tilda Swinton and um, Tom Hiddleston. It's also about a vampire rock star. Oh. Well, he's not a rock star. He's like a recluse musician. It's pretty good. Interesting. There's good vampire stuff out there. I can't believe. Uh, it's, yeah. Is it good vamp? Because this is the d- two distinctions. Is it there's good vampire stuff that I is fair, but or is it like new and different, interesting new takes on vampires? A girl walks home alone at night is okay. one of the best movies of the, this millennium. I need to put that on my list then. What we do in the shadows is that. Um, oh, the ju- it's a parody. Yeah. I think that's very funny, but that's also like playing off the tropes. Yeah, I'm not finding much. Yeah. Well, Girl Walks Home at Night, I'm putting it on my list. Maybe Lesbian like, vampire killers. I'll like vampires again, maybe. There's a Park Chan-wook movie called Thirst from 2009 that... Oh. Interesting. I'm gonna write these all down. Seems fascinating. <laughs> and it's Korean, so... Well, we'll see. Anyway, vampires are boring. Is that it? Do you have that's anything it. else that's, to say about this movie? That's my thesis statement, is that vampires are boring and this movie is boring. And I don't... I mean, I can't really even summon any anger about it you know like i have no reason to be angry at this movie no it doesn't it doesn't do anything it's not even like deathgasm where we were like we can be angry about how it's offensive to the world this movie isn't actually offensive it's like they don't really do anything like bad jesse's a pretty good character like yeah she's she is her own character she's very interesting the nice thing about her narration is that it means that she's not just like lestat's kind of wish fulfillment yes, yes. of like i'm lonely i need a partner now i have she one she has a pov she's very fleshed out so that's if you, good at least if you want a bar uh this is a good movie to put on your television what if you're at a bar if you own a bar oh like yeah i don't know yeah because it's aesthetic yeah yeah and then nobody has to like watch it or listen to it yeah 
The it's dialogue just, of this movie is so bad. It's just there for like vampires and sexy times. Can we can we send this off with some other quotes I wrote down? Because yes, otherwise, the dialogue in this is so unbelievably bad. I said earlier that you've drunk the purest blood, seen the <laughs> oldest things is like so stupid. You've seen the oldest things. You she's he saw a statue like. <laughs> What are you saying? Then? But didn't he probably he probably had like a montage? He had one of those like inner montages with the black and white and the footage and he people saw screaming. the Big Bang. <laughs> uh, Lestat and Jesse are, are talking. This is when they first meet at the club. You bored of my quotes? <laughs> Sorry, I just yawned really big. It wasn't even on purpose. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Lestat asks, "What do I yearn?" And Jesse responds, to walk among the living, cold, dark wasteland of eternity. Not a sentence. <laughs> and oh, and I forgot, Lestat keeps calling her clever librarian. Clever librarian. He keeps saying this. It's fucking weird. I don't remember that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't I should have wrote down the context of this, but boo? Boo back. When do they say that? I don't know. I think that Lestat says boo a lot. He does. He's lame. but who says boo back? I think probably Jesse. Or Marius is the or other Marius. person. Maybe. Or Kasha. Who knows? Spin the roulette of characters to this fucking movie. <laughs> so, sorry. This movie's a loser. Don't like it. No, yeah. Are you ready to move on from it? Yeah. There's not even any stakes through hearts. We can't even drive a stake through the heart of this. No, there's no stakes. Yeah. We just drink its last drop so we'll, it dies. We'll drink its last drops. The postscript of this is that we could say this movie is so bad that it inspires murder. So there's a man named Alan Menzies. Alan Menzies? Yes. Like Menzies. Uh, Z-I-E-S. Okay. And I'm going to read you an article from The Guardian from November 2004. This is an excerpt of this news article. A man who murdered his best friend and drank his blood because he wanted to become a vampire has been found dead in his prison cell. Alan Menzies, 23, of Faldhouse, West Lothian, was jailed for life in Edinburgh last year for the brutal killing of 21-year-old Thomas McKendrick, who was stabbed 42 times. Menzies, who became known as the Vampire Killer, told a court that he had been ordered to kill by a character in the film Queen of the Damned, with which he was obsessed and had watched more than a hundred times. Then he killed himself in prison. So what? The gist is... What? Apparently, he watched this movie so much, and his friend, Thomas McKendrick, was like, can we not watch this? Like, I'm sick of watching this. And Alan Menzies snapped and murdered him. Uh hit him on the head at least 10 times with a hammer before stabbing him. He then drank some of his blood and ate part of his skull before burying the body in a shallow grave. And his defense was that he had made a disparaging remark about Queen of the Damned, and so he snapped. And apparently what that was was he didn't want to watch it anymore because all they did was watch it all the time, and he'd seen it over 100 times. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. There are so much better movies to murder someone over. Now Screaming does not endorse murder for any movie. (laughs) Please do not murder. But still, I mean, like... He became obsessed with this, this movie, movie. Of all movies. Like, of all the movies in the world. Of Interview the Vampire, which is a better movie. You know what? I bet he wanted to figure out all the plot details, so he watched it a hundred times. That's how many times you have to watch it to get it, this movie. It drove him insane. That is unreal. I can't believe he killed himself in prison. I want to know... If he were alive, I would want to know, does he still feel committed to his love for Queen of the Damned? Yeah, it's been like 15 years. Yeah, like, I would want to know, like... <laughs> Is it worth it? Menzies. I'm going to give him an interview. Yeah, yeah. Menzies. Stop calling him Menzies. That's his last name. You call uh, him Menzies. So I want to like leave that, have that be our postscript for this movie. Well, I'm in a terrible mood. <laughs> At least I was secure knowing that 
this movie has no legacy, but now it fucking does. A man is dead because of this movie. I don't think that's a legacy. This is a kind of an obscure thing that happened. Well, still. It's not my favorite murder. Me neither. So, 2017, the roulette has not been good to us yet. No. I'm really hoping... We rolled Deathgasm in 2016. True. I'm really hoping that this will be a, a step up. Fingers crossed. Why don't you spin that thing? See what we get. Next week's movie will be... The Right. R-I-T-E. Not the not the writer, the alt-right. Which would be a real horror The movie. Right thing. <laughs> this is a 2011 movie starring Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that's pretty cool. I could get down with that. So this is a movie, uh, I think it's about exorcism. Can't wait. It's by a Swedish director, the guy who directed the movie 1408. Oh, John Cusack. So yeah, The Right. Not too fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I, I mean, if, if we got some good acting, that's all that, that's, that makes a huge difference, you know? It's rated PG-13. Oh my god. Disturbing thematic material. I gotta go get permission over my mom. Oh no. She's not gonna let me watch it. All right. Be sure to check out our website at nowscreaming.com. Hoping to have some new stuff in 2017 that we uh, hope that y'all like. If you listened last week, you know that we have a new Twitter handle. New Twitter. It's just at nowscreaming now. We got it. Not nowscreaming now. At nowscreaming. Full stop. That's it. That's it. Now screaming, uh, so it's now screaming on Facebook and Twitter. Um, that's our social media. That's it, right? Yeah. That's all of it. <laughs> check us out. And then when you're done checking us out on Twitter and telling us if you watch this, or maybe you have answers to our questions. If you know about vampires and want to talk to us about it, please let us know. I can't promise that I'll care, but... <laughs> I want to know where where the sub-Saharan vampires at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I do care about that. Tell me about the, the different cultural vampires. Anthropologists, write in. Please. And then write us an iTunes review. Leave us a good rating and then... Help other people find the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you for who to everyone who's already reviewed and rated. Yes, thank it was you. Really wonderful. We love we love reading reviews. Yeah, everyone who's done it is awesome. Everyone who does it in the future is awesome. If you want us to everyone call you who's awesome, thinking about doing it is awesome. Yeah. And thank you to Wes Craven for making your entry into the vampire genre, the much maligned Vampire in Brooklyn, starring Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and which features, I think, an almost entirely black cast. Oh, uh, and for. Like we said, like having an interesting take on the vampire story. It's yeah. more of a comedy. Uh, right, but that can be, you know, if it's a different take, I respect that wholly. It's called Vampire in Brooklyn. Like, I'm going to watch it's different. It. So thanks, Wes Craven, for doing something different. Thank you, Wes Craven. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, so excited. All right. Till next week, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.